Hello everybody. So today we're going to talk about marriage. A marriage in simple terms, it is a legally recognized union between people, two people. And when what I mean by two people is a male and a female. That is the Christian way, that is God's way. A male and a female, Adam and Eve, a male and a female. So let us start. Marriage God's way. So the first thing that you want to do in a marriage is build a solid foundation. You want to build a solid foundation in a marriage. And what I found out about a marriage is that a marriage is a test of your character. When you get into marriage, that is when your character is tested. So I found that a happy marriage involves a much greater challenge than simply finding a partner with whom you live happily ever after. You know, at just because you have found a partner and you're compatible doesn't mean that you're not going to have challenges and um, you're not going to argue. So that is when your character is really tested. And a happy marriage does not depend on perfectly matched partners. It is a lifetime process dependent on many choices made by two free individuals who deliberately choose the same harness and who continuously sacrifice personal freedom and self-interest for a mutually agreeable way of life. So let us look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. I love the Bible so much because the Bible is a manual of life. It doesn't matter how many years ago it was written. It is still relatable in our times. So let us look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. And it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. So, all married couples must face the same basic task. You know, you have two well-meaning people who are accustomed to doing things a certain way. You know, before you get married, you're used to doing things your own way, and um, probably your husband or your spouse is also used to doing things their own way. You're two different people who are used to doing things their own way. So, you must develop a mutually agreeable... Uh, you must find a way to develop a mutually agreeable way of living life. You know, because you're two different people who are used to doing things together. So when you come together, this one has been raised in a different background, has different set of rules, you know, and also the other person has been raised in a different background. They have different set of rules. How they run their life is not the way, it's not the same as how you run your life. So you have to come to an agreement of how you are going to live your new way of life. So I have a question. When two people get married, obviously, first of all, they get married because they are in love. Uh, so I think probably first of all love is what makes people get married according to me then um, procreation companionship and all those other things you just can't go pick someone out on, on the streets and say I want to marry you know you first have to have chemistry so the, I want to ask you this question uh, how is it possible to feel harshly towards someone you once felt such tenderness for you know have you ever been in a relationship with someone and then just over time you start feeling like you don't even love this person anymore you have some harsh feelings towards this person you know you're repulsed at the idea of being touched by a person who you once so desired how is it possible so i have a i have some few answers and i think it is a matter of walls you know when you have built up walls between the two of you there's a wall between you two people and you can't get through to each other so it is a matter of walls 
invisible walls that loom up and cut off affection, these walls cut off tenderness, and the will to work at your relationship. So the materials that make up these invisible walls are deception, when you deceive, deceive each other, hatred, resentment, rebellion, self-centeredness, and impatience. So, I told you, as I earlier told you, marriage reveals who we are. It reveals your true character. Because that is where the real test is. So let us look at a few verses that talk about, that, that talk about this. That talk about these walls. Let's look at a few verses that address these walls that people build amongst themselves. So we have Mark chapter 7 verse 15. So this book says, There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. So whatever comes out of you, whatever reaction that you have from a situation, that comes out from you. That is what is inside you. Nothing can defile you from the outside. It is from the inside. So if you react out of hatred or out of anger, it is not the other person who has made you have hatred. You already had it inside you. And the second verse is Ezekiel chapter 33 verse 31. Ezekiel chapter 33 verse 31. It says, With their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. That is a very, very lovely verse. It shows us our hearts. <laughs> the other one is Jeremiah 17.9. Jeremiah 17.9. And it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Uh, the other verse is James chapter 4, verse 1. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure? That war in your members? And the last verse that I, I, I saw was Proverbs chapter 18 verse 2. A fool has no delight in understanding but in expressing his own hearts. So in all these verses, all these verses, they address us. They address the materials that we have that build these invincible walls between spouses, between married spouses. And I love the Bible so much because we see self-centeredness. We just see that our hearts are so wicked that we, can, we do not have room to allow the other person to express themselves. We do not have love in us. All we have is hatred, resentment. And these are the walls that we build and they cause lack of affection between spouses. That, that is why you find you used to love someone so much, you used to love their company, you used to enjoy their company, but then all of a sudden you do not even want them to look at you, you do not even want them to touch you, let alone even talk to you. You do not want to do that. And um, I have a story here. I have a, a story about two people who were in love. You know, and it was about a guy called Julie. Sorry, a lady called Julie. 
and the husband the husband's name was Steve so Julie and Steve were five years into their marriage and their relationship was good by the way it was so good they had so much in common they had similar personalities and they had two little children so they used to go to church together and uh, initially their marriage didn't have any problem but then there was a problem that kept coming up you know and it started building a wall every time Steve would come home he would always correct Julie who would always be like honey I love your stew but I would appreciate it so much if you would add a little spice honey I love how you clean up the house but I would appreciate it so much if you would spray it a little bit with some scent for it to smell nice and Julie would wouldn't say anything she wouldn't speak up she would just say okay thank you so much for your advice but deep down she would always be like if he doesn't like my stew why can't he come and cook it the way he wants if he does not like how i clean up the house he says that i should spray it why doesn't he just buy the spray and come spray the house so that it can smell nice so there's resentment inside and there's also deception because she's not saying how she really feels and so steve thinking that he's doing something nice thinking that the wife appreciates it continues to come up with suggestions 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 so one day steve comes home from work and greets his wife and julie is like oh i'm fine i'm fine how are you i'm so fine so it was during the weekend and julie wanted to go out you know they had plans to go out with the family and stuff like that and steve having worked the whole week wanted to rest home just wanted to rest so julie was like oh hi baby you know i wanted us to go out as a family and enjoy the weekend i have some excited activity i have some activities planned up you know i'm so 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 stoked that you the weekend is free so we can go spend time with the kids and steve is like i am tired i just got back from work i have had this hectic week and i just want to 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 relax why don't we just stay home i want to relax so julie went back to the kitchen and started hitting pots and pans complaining you know so here where where julie retreats to the kitchen we see where proverbs chapter 18 comes up he who isolates himself seeks his own desire he rages against all wise judgment so now there's this issue of the weekend plans and it doesn't seem to be a big enough deal to create a, a, a major problem between the two people who love each other eh? this weekend plan does not seem to disturb julie or or steve so steve after eating and they're in the bedroom decides to tell julie you know i love you and i love that we you have planned activities for us to do in the weekend with the kids but just this once uh i want to go out with my friends there's this game that we have planned and we had planned it for months you know so i want to go out with the boys and hang out with them and plan with them it's been so long since i saw them and immediately julie snapped and julie was like so when i ask you to spend time with me and the kids you don't want to you make up excuses about you being tired but when it comes to your friends you are suddenly are not tired anymore and you want to go spend the time with them 
so you have to choose between me and your friends because you're not fair you're not fair you are out of control and it escalated so what started as a fight because of weekend plans escalated to years and years and years of mistakes that Steve and Julie had done to each other they had done to each other and here we see James chapter 4 come up where do wars and fights come from among you do they not come from your desires for pleasure the war in your members so they start complaining about so Steve starts saying you know you never even let me rest you never let me do what i want to do you're just controlling my life you always want me to be with you and the kids Angelie is like I gave up my career so that I can be in the house and look after your children and this is how you're treating me all I am asking is for a little time with you so that you can spend time with the children I want to spend time with you you never give me time you never it escalates from that and they start reminding each other of past mistakes you promised me this and you never even gave it to me you never even gave... oh my goodness it became so bad so bad and without knowing they were building bricks at each other that neither of them was knew about julie was building walls steve was building walls invincible ones build bricks they were building bricks and you know small bricks build walls so they were build, they were throwing bricks at each other bricks at each other and these bricks were piling up piling up piling up piling up to build a wall that neither of them could see So soon anger was obviously a much bigger problem than the original difference you know what they were initially arguing about was weekend plans but now anger has come in no one of them wants to reason and so the argument has gotten out of proportion it is no longer about weekend plans it is something bigger than that so finally they got tired of fighting and satisfied that they had each made their own points so they decided to make up so steve decided to call a truce and he said i am going out for a drive i need to cool down and julie was like no you i cannot let you get out of this house like that and she started crying and apologizing i'm so sorry i got so defensive and i'm not even making a big statement that you are a bad husband and steve because he loved her said okay i am sorry i got mad So they decided can we stop this now instead of even going out let us just stay in the house so they came to a mutual agreement that Steve will not go out with the boys and they will also not go out to spend time with their children instead they will all stay home as a family and watch and let the kids watch cartoon and they catch up so Steve and Julie realized with shame that it did not merit the time and bother they had invested arguing so they had removed some not all some of the bricks but the real problem of the wall was their self-centeredness and it still remained because a few months they kept running into the same problem this one wants his way this one wants her way no one wants to let the other one through they each want their way so that wall of self-centeredness was still there despite them removing um despite them removing the little bricks that they had hurled at each other so what do we see we see that big walls come from little bricks 
<laughs> and isn't it incredible that people get so distressed you know you get so mad over someone's driving over someone's neatness over someone's eating habits over someone's time and housekeeping but it's true and we i have come to a realization that one incident does not mean that much but the daily 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 occurrence of it it takes its toll when you keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again so think of the little issues that can pile around the house yeah the little issues that can bring arguments in a house you know like your husband didn't put his clothes where the, his dirty laundry where they're supposed to be so for the first day he didn't do it the second day he didn't do it and boom after a week you're so mad he didn't put the toilet seat down and you also start getting mad the first day the second day the third day you know and you start getting mad at it how many blankets do you sleep under so if you sleep under two blankets and the other one sleeps under three blankets and you're like i always keep telling you that i sleep under two blankets no i sleep under three you start arguing so the daily occurrence of things the daily occurrence of them eventually takes in its toll and you just get tired and you start arguing so one disagreement does not amount to much when you disagree once with your spouse it does not even it doesn't affect you as much but enough of them over a period of months builds up an invincible wall it does when you argue with your spouse over and over and over again it starts building an invincible wall and when you go if you try to be a mediator between spouses you always hear ah this one always does this and this to me she never does this for me she never prepares breakfast for me and i told her i like breakfast but she prefers her sleep more than me and then you hear the wife say no but she's, he said that he doesn't like breakfast you know he said that he 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 likes going like that because that's how his mind is active so all this all this stems up from self-centeredness all this wall is built up from unresolved issues these small bricks eventually build a wall it is like constructing a building one brick is hardly noticeable when you're building a house but when you start piling enough bricks enough bricks enough bricks they make an enclosure and imagine you finally see yourself you have a, a house so how we react is the key reactions to opinions are the key if your husband or if your wife comes and tells you you never do this and this for me why don't you boil water for me when i want to go bathe why don't you carry for me water in the bathroom and you're like you have your own hands you can carry it by yourself that is a very bad reaction and eventually it will it will bring clashes but when you have a gentle spirit when you react with a gentle spirit regardless of who you are whether you're the husband or the wife if you react with a gentle spirit believe you me the outcome will be very very different so reactions to opinions are the key the clashes so far involve differences of opinion you know the clashes between Julie and Steve it was a difference between opinion Julie wanted them to go out for the weekend with the children Steve did not want to go out with the children but he wanted to go out with his friends So there was a difference of opinion. So their reactions to these clashes 
built an invincible wall that short-circuited the tenderness that they had to each other and the will to make the partnership between them grow. So, you know, I noticed to the single people, to the single person who is not yet married, when you're single, when you're single, when you, they, the people, single people always want to be married. They're like, Amy, I just want to get married. You know, when I, when I get married, I'm just going to be happy. I will live happily ever after. So to the single person, marriage is often viewed as a destination. Like, wakiolewa, pap, niivo. When they are married, that is it. To a single person, marriage is their destination. But once they get there, you know, to them, just getting married will be the key to living happily ever after. But soon after arriving to that destination, soon after marriage, where they realize that the destination is not a destination, it turns into a journey. So once you're married, you just don't stop there. You just don't stop from marriage. It is a journey on its own. And it is a journey filled with the possibilities of great happiness as well as the potential for great pain. So the journey at first, it doesn't, it seems mysterious, you know, with many unexplained twists and turns. So soon, because you want to, to, to create a foundation, you want to put some sense into your situation, you construct rules so that you two people can abide and live by them. You construct rules. So these rules are designed to prevent surprises between your spouse so that you'll always know what you expect from one another. But then you realize the rules fail. These rules fail in their guarantee of happiness and the avoidance of pain. You created these rules so that you're not hurt, so that you can be happy. You know, you set ground rules. Uh, I want you at home by eight. I want food to be ready by seven. You know, those are kind, some kind of rules. No phones in the house from from nine. No phone calls, no text messages from nine. So these rules are created to, to, to make some sense, to make some peace in the union between you two people. But then you realize these rules fail. They fail. And it becomes obvious that marriage must be something more than rules. Marriage is something more than rules. And it is clear that though there is a mystery, it is merely the mystery of the human heart. The human heart is the mystery. And once we have conquered the mystery of the human heart, oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. What a happy marriage we will have. What a happy, happy marriage we will have. So the heart is forever turning to its own way. We see in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6, it says, We have turned everyone to his own way. If you turn to your own way, and if your spouse turns to your own way, do you think there is ever a day or ever a chance that you're going to come to agree? You won't because everyone wants their own way. You're forever pulling against each other. You're pulling against each other. And what happens if you're two people from the opposite sides pulling against each other? The cord breaks. It breaks. So the journey in itself is a series of destination. So we have to remain Christ-like. In order for our marriage to work, we have to remain Christ-like, to communicate, to be like-minded, and to live out the proper roles. Depending on God to lead and empower every step of your way. 
So as we go through this series of Marriage God's Way, we will get to learn of our individual rules in marriages. We will get to learn about... Today we, are, we were just looking at the foundation of marriage, you know. We are just looking at foundations. So as we go on, we will look at the building blocks for marriages, um, the roles of a marriage, you know, this famous verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that talks about love. But when you really, really, really look at that, the Bible does not com command a woman to love. It commands the husband to love the wife. The wife, on the other hand, is commanded to submit. But we have a very, very, very different notion on submitting and loving. So as we progress with this series, we will talk about the roles, we will talk about love, we will talk about the head and the helper, we'll talk about all these things. And I hope as we start this journey, we will continue till the end and we will learn very many great things for the glory of God. We will learn marriage God's way, the way God intended it to be. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you really, really gained something. Thank you so much. God bless you.